And I, I've definitely unplugged Yeah, we're, anyway. we're unplugged. We're unplugged, bro. Hello? Hello? Uh, you've gotten rid of us, bro. Yeah, man, we're out. Are you in? Oh, really? I'm in. Yeah, well, the, the yeah, mic's awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good for you, brother. Yeah. Talk to us about cricket. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Like a bye. <laughs> hey, welcome to Sporting Woods. This is episode five with uh, Luke and Alex. Uh, we're coming here after the fourth test where Australia got absolutely destroyed. We're here to talk about uh, the results and everything that occurred. Uh, we'll start off with Michael Clark and the retirement, sudden retirement of Michael Clark mm. and certain issues. Yeah, yeah, that was a big shock. I mean, at the same time, a shock and um, not surprising. I think he handled it as well as he could have in the situation, the circumstance. The captain falling on his sword. Was, timing could have been, you know, could have been better. He could have probably done it at the end of the end, but I think the timing was right for him. I said this last love pod, last podcast with Clarkey was that you know if he was going to come back from a form slump, this would be the last time he did it. It doesn't surprise yeah, me that he's chosen this instead yeah. because you know if you're going to go, you don't want to. I think it would have just continued to just to be, and it's, it was time to go. Yeah, and it is leaving the team in shambles, but what captain leaves on a high? I mean, like, he did it with the World Cup. You only have to, like, people giving him giving him crap now about it, and it's like, he just won a World Cup. Well, won, you've, you've, one in, in South Africa, you know, in South Africa, and won the Ashes Fire Zip. Sure, this one hasn't been great, but what he had to do to get himself to the, that position oh, yeah. is and monumental. We don't know anything. Like, yeah. We ain't got a clue about what's going on in the background, yeah. but just the fact that he... What he was able to do uh, with his body, especially with that World Cup comeback, what was that, 60 he got in the, in the World Cup final? I think he was. Or yeah, he did play good innings. He did play good innings. And it was just like, well, you, you're obviously an excellent player. And going back over over his his career, um, you know, it's all sort of coming out of the woodwork now, all the little stories and whatnot. And, of course, the media is blowing up parts of the story that, you know, aren't necessarily what, you know, things like Matthew Hayden has come out and said a couple of things about Pup, which are not not true. You know, saying uh, for Michael, when Michael Clark came into the team uh, at first, it was a bit of a cheeky bugger. He had like blonde tips. I think we discussed this last time. Yeah, he's, he was a bit of a cheeky. He was a tosser. He, he was, was an tosser. arrogant little, and he, he was, was, and he was, he was told pretty much when he was twenty-one that he was going to be the prince of Australian cricket and he was going to take over one day. So he knew that he was going mm. to be a great prince, and no one, no one gets that. Yeah, you know, really, even like Punner, who was put in the team early, it's not like he was to- like he got dropped a couple of times. Sure, Clarkie got dropped too. Yeah, but he was always he was always um, sort of it was clear he was he was um, what are well, those? What's that word when they groomed? Yeah, yeah. he groomed. was groomed. Groomed is the word. I think I, I read somewhere that it came down to not allies, but like people in the team that stood up for him, and he had Shane Warne, and I think that was a huge asset. Any time, having, like having of course, in, in any business and anything, is going to be clicks. Mm. But any time when it starts to be an on it like a, a, a division between mm. a group. You have to deal with it then. That's what I don't like. Of course, you're going to have better mates, and you're going to have that. But mm. I think then, if if it's a division in the team, if it's like oh, his only mates, like that's 
I remember the rumours about um, when that email went around with Clark and, and um, Hussey about Hussey's last test yeah. and the whole cruise and all that stuff. And you're like, yeah, I could believe that. You know, I could believe that. I think he would be the kind of guy that says, no, guys, I'm the leader. Um, I've said we're going to do this and we're going to do it my way. Yeah. I would believe that. Yeah, and a lot of occasions, especially in that kind of occasion, that context, when it's a, a, a legend's farewell or retirement party, you probably shouldn't be like that. Yeah. But as well, the one thing, and this is one one word that I don't think when he first came into the Australian team that people would um, have used to describe Michael Clark, and I certainly wouldn't have. Mm. But now, and I would. This would be the one word that I'd use to describe Clark now is it's tough. Oh, he's proven yeah. he's tough. Oh, absolutely. And I didn't think he'd be tough. I think people don't give him enough credit for how tough he is. Yeah. And so, and this is what I'm saying. Like, if someone who appears to be like a tough guy, if he's a bit you know, sort of pig-headed or a bit one-eyed or one, you know, my way, the highway kind of attitude, we kind of accept it. Like, Alan Border was like that too. Mm. But he was Captain Grumpy and we all accept that. Yeah. But with Clark, because he has got the, the tattoos and the blonde tips, we kind of expect him to be this, like a Kevin Peterson kind mm. of, you know. Like, well, look what happened to Kevin Peterson. Well, that's, but that's what I mean. I don't think, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like, Clark, he might have been a bit of a dick, but I don't think anything he did was without thought for the team. I think yeah. he was a team, f- like, oh, more more like than what Hayden said. Yeah, back when he was younger, he probably wasn't. But yeah. where he did start to earn respect from, I think, in the Austra- the whole Australian community, the wider Australian community, was when he um, he stepped up. And he, he he was obviously the leader off and on the field. So, yeah, I just think he's, I just think he's tough. The other Australian captain that I would compare him to the most would be um, Alan Border hmm. because Alan Border did play in that era where we didn't have much no. and that's sort of what Clark's had for the past like we've got a bit of talent now well that's hard to say okay, the last look. test but, but you know what I mean yeah. like there's we haven't got the depth of talent that we did in the late 90s since uh, after, after the Warren era I think you'll find that it, it's sort of we, we didn't know what we were doing yeah. there was no Glenn McGrath there was no Matty Hayden yeah. there was no yeah. and Clark know, Clark, yeah, Clark no, well, sorry, was sorry no, I just want to say like, Clark, Clark was one of them you know and that's mm. what I mean when he's well, he gone the at the time. Steve Smith is the closest but I still have my like I said once I say something I was, like, he's proven he's got the character mm. but I have my reservations about how how much he's going to be able to deal with the pressure that's going to come with when he's a, the the um, not the interim yeah not the interim captain but the full time captain yeah. when he's versing and having hard series and he's got to deal with say someone else in a bad slump like the way that Clark has done over, over and many how do you years handle that? yeah how do you handle that mm-hmm. as well as if you're getting out cheaply mm-hmm. a lot and the way he gets out is so terrible I, I will continue to say it he oh, looks yeah he looks so shit that when last, he gets out that first innings one where it bumped him and he jumped up and it you know and he got caught and that but it was a so, wicked catch that was but I even I that said, was as far as like oh, the Stokes go, one Stokes oh, one that's just, just, that was a cheap series. ball that yeah. was an absolute rip over catch yeah and I, um I, yeah. I still though with, with Smith I think it's risky because He's going to, I just think he's going to, hey, he's going to be a guy that has peaks and troughs in his career. And I mean, they all do, but his are going to be really highs and lows. Yeah, and they're going to be very drastic. And he's proven that. Like, he's had a great, great purple patch. Yeah, the last 12 months. Obviously. Excellent. But I don't know. I I, I really hope it doesn't happen. It's just the way, it's the way he gets out is so ugly that I feel like, I mean, if the media are on Clarkie, 
this March. I mean, Clark's done... So, I mean, it was like 12 oh, months okay. ago the bloke was the legend of Australian cricket. Yeah. And in 12 months, we're already like, no, I've got to get rid of him. No, he's, he's causing, you know, division yeah, in the team. And you're like, whoa, whoa, how quickly we turn. Yeah. And you just... And that's what I mean. Like, it's going to happen to Smith. He's the golden boy at the moment. And yeah, we should get Steve Smith in there. But really, we were all doing that with Clark and Ponning too. Yeah, I really enjoyed... Ponning um, and Steve Waugh. Yeah, there was Steve Waugh and Mark Taylor. Like, the, it's happened um, every time. It's the 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 r slash Steve Smith on Reddit. So there's a dedicated Steve Smith subreddit right. for y'alls that don't know because he is a deity. We love Steve Smith, mm. and um, yeah, no, seriously, it's it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> shout out to Reddit again. You guys are hilarious. Um, but the Steve Smith one was hilarious. I saw today because it keeps popping up on on the cricket threads, and it said something like. Because uh, he's a god in the eyes of the Steve Smith, fans, right? right? Yeah. In the in the subreddit. Oh right. Yeah. So they're saying things like, oh, "What was it? It was so good. It was like our our faith is being tested. He will come again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> true. It was true. like stay yeah, stay true because yeah, because the true Lord will show reveal himself once more and like all these types of stuff. Very funny stuff. Well, I, I hope so. I just I don't know. I, okay, this leading on to sort of what we're going to talk about next is we've kind of tiptoed around the fact, but Australia weren't just beaten in this test. And, and even in the last two in tests, the series. they were embarrassed. Yes. And it's, and it's, but it's kind of like an embarrassed, it's, it's the same way that, yeah, the Australian scrum looked great against the All Blacks oh, on the weekend. But um, I'm pretty confident that when it comes to crunch time and the pool matches and we're versing England and Wales and we're five metres out from our own line, Wales are going to push for a pushover try in the scrum mm. and they're going to probably get a penalty try. And as I still think, you know, as much as Wallabies looked great, I still and they think, did. and they, they did, but as well, let's just use our brains and think, when was the last time that the Wallabies beat the All Blacks? At Eden Park? 1985. No, no, not at Eden Park. I'm talking about when was the last time oh, we beat the All Blacks? I can't remember. 2011. It was before that World Cup. And everyone was going, here come the Aussies. We're going to do it. We're going to really, before we won the rugby championship that year. Hey, yeah, but even saying and that, then we played pretty well in that World Cup. Oh, no, we didn't. That was no, the one before. That I'm was thinking terrible. Of, I'm thinking, <laughs> no, 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 we did. We made it all. We beat the South Africa in the semis. Yeah, yeah. Well, David Pogba did. But yeah. Yeah, come on. Like, <laughs> like, we made it past the semis. We got to the goddamn, so, you know, like. The- yeah, but I still think, yeah, but we, you can say, yeah, we did beat South Africa. That was a good game. But oh, at no point in the game against the All Blacks were we in it. That's what I mean. Like, you know, in. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we no, just no, didn't. No. At that point, we didn't have what it took. Because the French took it to them, though. Oh, bloody oath. But, but that's what I'm saying about the Wallabies. Now is, and that's what I'm saying about Steve Smith. You know, as much as that looked great, and Steve Smith is a great player, it's no matter how good a form he is in. Oh, he's getting out. There's going to be a time when it does come that his form and his technique, sorry, is is going to let him down repeatedly. And it's, I think that's where we've got to think about making him captain. I think he's a great cricketer. I think he's good. He's got a good cricket brain. He did a good job when he's captained us in the past. I I didn't mind. But they also weren't too. Oh, the Come India on, that tour. was against the India. Yeah, true, the India And India tour. absolutely put us under but the also, at times. Yeah, at times, but, we, times. but he came, if I remember right, he came in and was captain in the second test. So we already, had a, we already had a test. We, we already, have, we already won 1-0 up. Yeah. But he, he took he us through Adelaide. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like yeah. he definitely did. He did play. I, I, you know, again, I always, I've always been a fan of Smitty. I'm, so, I am too. I am too. He did that too. I'm very critical of our favourites. Well, he proved a lot. Like I said, he proved his character. But he... Still has the same technique, and the things I've been saying about his technique are getting proven a little bit true. Like his his technique, he's never going to make runs in it. You know who Steve Smith is? Doug Walters. Okay. Steve Smith is Doug Walters. 
So he is. He's so flashy. But Doug Weld has never made runs in England. He made runs in the West Indies. Steve Smith will make runs in the West Indies. He'll make runs in Australia. He'll make runs even in South Africa. Yeah. When the ball's coming on hard. When it's... When there's the lateral movement, yeah, he's going to struggle. That was the main. Obviously, that was the main thing was the lateral movement of the ball. He'll do well in seam. India too. He yeah, he will. Sorry. And the seam and the seam. So, for yeah. me, just to bring us back to Trembridge, or oh, the last test, the the main ones were obviously the bowling. Stewie Broad. I mean, hey, I brought it up last time. Said he has to stand up. He has to be you know, the difference maker here. And I thought, I thought as far as bowling, seam bowling went in England, he he couldn't have done much worse than what he was doing. I mean, there were some of those ones that just they were just he couldn't he couldn't have done any better. Yeah, it's like worse. for fifteen. Yeah, eight for fifteen. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> those are schoolboy figures. That's man. right. They, like, they those are schoolboy school figures. figures. I've never you seen can't figures get out like with, that. And he's just like, it's just what I do. Like you know, like this, yeah. this, it was just bowled well. And he bowled spectacularly. There was oh a lot. I mean, See, when was the last time that you saw ten catches behind the the batsman? Like when was uh, in, in innings? Yeah. When is that? When was the last time I, that happened? Look, I don't I don't want to take anything away from the bloke because he did bowl well. He did he did exactly what you needed to. But he was bowling to guys who appeared mm. clueless, batting in those conditions. Mm. Yeah, they talk about facing and it's late swing. Oh, we're oh, facing swing and it's late swing. Okay, then. So the technique of bringing that red ball, that swing ball. That's not going to work because mm, that's work. swinging straight out of the hand. To me, it would be why they didn't try to employ anything to any sort of strategy to combat that swing. I mean, like I said, they needed to watch that. Like I said before, they need to watch that Matthew Hayden 2005 oval innings. And Matthew Hayden, he struggled batting in England a lot of the time. Mm. So he, but he tried different things. And it's kind of frustrating as well that he's now a prominent sort of media. Uh, he does a lot of articles and stuff mm. for the media. Yeah. And he didn't even say this. So bat two, three metres out of your crease. It's not like if, if Joss Butler wants to stand up to the stumps against Stuart Broad, I'd like to see it. Yeah. But why didn't they do that, especially if it's a late swing? That would mean that, yeah, you're, you're getting you're to it before the, before before the swing happens. Swing. No, That's yeah, right. I, don't, I didn't understand why they didn't try any other tactics. It seemed yeah. to me they, they were clueless. Mm. They had no... They just had nothing to combat it. They mm. they, they were just sitting there going, "What do we do? Let's mm. just play our natural game." And try yeah, good on you. Yeah, good on you. Well, it was it was the whole you know, head over the ball, bats you know outside of their body. There was a lot of that, and it was extremely good bowling. And I thought Stokes backed him up. Well, he put it excellently. He put it again. In it was the just right good areas. English bowling yeah. was what it was, and it was just and the Australians we tried to do it and we just couldn't get it right. And Our bowling was we, disappointing. It was well. disappointing. There was a lot of disappointments. Hazelwood but, was a disappointment. See, I also think the main difference, uh, it's it's too easy to sit there and, oh, and yeah. blame the bowling. Oh, I'm not blaming uh, I'm me, saying it was oh, great no, bowling, know, you know. I, it was poor batting. It was what I what I came out of what I got out of it was it was terrible batting, but it was also terribly good bowling. And those two mixed together, it was never going to work. We were never going to be into the game. See, I, I, that's the thing that really I think has made it such a shock is that you know, again, I'm not taking anything away from the bloke. But it wasn't anything special, his bowling. It really, really was wasn't. He was seeming it. It was, was but, but even even then, bro, watch those first wickets. The only sh- the only ball, the only wicket that I saw actually do something off the deck which caused the wicket was Peter Neville's wicket off Steve yeah. Finn. Oh, that one, because and Steve Finn had set him up perfectly. He had bowled leg cutter, leg cutter, leg cutter after leg cutter, and, and Neville was just trying to leave it. You see it, even it looks such a bad wicket as well, because you see Neville, he's, look, he's shaping to leave it. 
But this ball decks in the off cutter. And so you see him at the last second go, oh shit. And he tries to bring his bat in, which is, it looks like, oh, look at the gap between bat and pad. And watch the whole replay, mate. Like it's, you can see in his head that he was going to leave it in the last seconds going, oh shit. That it's come back. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's, and he got beaten in that. Yeah. But Broad's ball, like there was, there was, he always had, um, it was always cutting away a little bit. And that's, you only need a millimeter to catch the edge. Mm. But I still believe that, I, I like what you said, the, it was terribly good. The, the thing that made it good bowling was they'd identified our weakness. Oh, All really? of our, and a lot of our batsmen have similar weaknesses. Yeah. They play too far in front of their own pads. They probably listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they should. And dead set, they play too... F- and there's a perfect example. You watch all those Australian wickets. In every one of those wickets, look where their bat is in relation to their pads. Their bat is so far in front of their pads. And then you look at some of the shots and the highlights of Johnny Bairstow's innings, Joe Root's innings. The mm. difference between them is they wait for the ball to come onto the bat. They don't push their hands at it and try and play their shot unbalanced. The they wait for... The ball to come onto the bat, which means they play the ball directly under their eyes. And that's when you guarantee to hit the ball out of the middle. So I think the Australian batsmen should spend time thinking about and their mindsets going into an innings. There's two specific examples of some of the best batsmen all the time and their strategies when they would go in the first, their mindsets going into bat. One is Brian Lara. He said that he never looked to score until he'd faced 60 balls. Now, I'm not sure if I said that before, but hmm. his, and the reason for, I read that in, um, I think it was Ricky Ponting's book. And the reason for that is that he said, after 60 balls, you should have seen everything that yeah. all of the conditions have take. to offer, including all the bowlers, including the pitch, including the ball, including just everything. And once you're in that, you don't have to, like we were talking about last week about when a batsman goes out and should be looking, when they first go out looking to find their off stump, and the balls to leave and the balls to play. If you're taking Brian Lara's um, strategy... It's pretty good advice exactly. from, from the man. You know, well, he's kind of the legend. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, that's, to me, the the mindset. You've got to find your off stump and then try and settle the conditions. Because there is a time, everyone, every good batsman knows that there's a time when your eye is in, when you don't have to try and think about, oh, you know, it's where's my off stump or whatever. Yeah. Or you don't have to think about that because you just, it's second nature. You know it. You've been out there long enough. You've felt it yeah you've that seen you that just you just see the ball and you hit it mm-hmm. you can't no batsman is good enough even bloody don bradman is not good enough to just go out and start hitting the ball mm-hmm. and that's what you know that's why i sat and watched that fourth test with a smile on my face and i'm a proud australian but i watched it with a smile on my face because i love test cricket mm-hmm. and test cricket beat one day cricket that beat Dude. limited overs cricket in Absolutely. that fourth test. And no matter how much we want to say, oh, but 2020 will get different people to the game and it's growing the game and it's... A- yeah, but what's the pinnacle? And how are we treating the pinnacle? Mm. Because Australia, getting all out for 60 says to me, they treat the pinnacle of cricket, which is test match cricket, with utter contempt. They don't put the time in because it's not where the money is. That's, that's the thing that disappoints me and why I had a smile on my face. Because England took it seriously and they played test cricket. And they mm. won. And they rightfully won. So yeah, Australian batsmen have a lot of a lot of things to to deal with. The second guy, the Brian Lara, second guy was not too dissimilar as Greg Chappell. He used to I'm not sure what the amount of balls was, but he used to say that until he felt comfortable and he felt he had his eye in, he wouldn't play anything outside the V, which is straight. Mm. All yep. he would do is play straight. And that was it, because he had a straight he was giving the ball a full face of the bat, less likely to edge, getting the condition. So Australian batsmen 
need to take some of that on board, I think. It's not it's not about how your strike rate. Anytime a commentator mentions strike rate in a game of test cricket, I feel like punching them in the face. Yeah. Because you're just like, who gives five a Five days, fuck? mate. Come on. But who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's not, no, no one's like, oh, this, you know, number five batsman, he hits it at like, a runner ball. So oh, what? great. If he gets out for 10, he's fucking got out for 10 off 10. Yeah. Good on But his strike rate's 100. <laughs> yeah, but his strike rate's 100. Oh, who awesome. Cares? So, yeah, keep that shit to the pajama game and, um, you know, for the real stuff, we'll just keep actually playing cricket and if you want to keep turning up like the Australians did they're going to continue to get pants like that yeah it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant outing so let's stop let's stop feeding him Uh, they've probably yeah they've probably (laughs) he's already dead (laughs) but yeah they Brian Lara and Greg Chappell I thought had good plans for building an innings and that's what you do in test match cricket you don't go out there and slap dash and you build an innings yeah to another thing though I I can't (laughs) it was laughable when I read the reports that People were trying to blame the wives and girlfriends. Oh, I, I mean, Ian Healy is one of the biggest dickheads. No, like, and he's a I, Queenslander, and he's a I'm a Queenslander, but he's a dickhead. I must admit, I didn't see what Hills had to say, but he I was, did hear that there was there was talk about, it, and it's ridiculous. But it, yeah, just for well, he said, to there's, begin with. Oh, there's there's infights between the wives, and I was like, oh, so I've got to be more professional and not have that. So wouldn't professionalism being just able to deal with that and go, okay, well, that's an off-the-field thing. At the end of the day, everyone who has a partner who has has a job, you know, like, you don't take that home. Or if you do, like, it's your job. Like, at the end of the day, this is what these guys get paid to do. So whatever is happening shouldn't have any impact what's going on. So to to blame it on, on, on the missuses... Is oh, just ridiculous. It, it's absolute. It's it's sexist. It's ridiculous. You can't yeah, say it's a it's a it's, a it's an old fix. mentality. It's, it's an old mentality. Fix. You can't have the ladies on there. They're yeah. all distracted. No, mate. Look, come on. Clarky He's, came out and said. Clark said that ten. Of, he would he would accredit ten of his last in uh, centuries, centuries to his wife. to his wife. Well, Without I can. A, and that's and I you know that's I'm sure that even more man like it's, there was it's, a specific example. And this is what I was going to bring up about that Matty Hayden O five century. Mm. He, I read his article about the wives thing, and he mentioned that. He'd got a tap on the shoulder before that innings, before the fifth test that was, hey, man, you know, the same, I'm guessing the same tap on the shoulder Clarkie got. Yeah. You know, they all retire, but really that what that is is you, you either retire or you'll you'll get sacked. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it is. They're, oh, given, yeah. they're given that. So you can have one last test or... Or you can, yeah, you, you get not, to choose yeah. your own test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, that, and, and you know how you know you jump that? jump or we push. It's because, like, the James Sutherlands and whatever come out and they're like, and he's gone out on his own terms. Mm. You know, like, that's... It's still... Yeah. Mate, everyone knows the truth. You fucking told him to get rid of him. Anyways, so Matty Hayden had that tap on his shoulder and he was like, bloody hell. So he's gone into... But he didn't retire. He, wanted, he, he said, I still wanted to be in Australian cricket, so I was going to fight my... I'm just going to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. So he was in there and um, his missus had already gone home. And he was kind of like sitting in his room and just, just thinking about it, kind of stressed. And he got a knock on the door and it was his wife. And she thought like he he thought she'd been gone, but she was. She said to him that I knew you needed me for this. Mm-hmm. So you, were, I was there at your first test. If this is your last test, I'll be here. And he went out and made a fucking century. Yeah. And he says, that I wouldn't have made that century had I, you know. So, yeah, there probably are times... When they might have a fight with their wife or girl before they go out and it does affect their performance. But what I say is, wouldn't that be better done in person so they can resolve it at the end of the day mm. rather than 24,000 miles away from each other where it could end up being go. a two-week fight because they can't get on to each other yeah. and it, just oh, mate, let them be humans still. 
These guys spend what they say nearly ten months a, a big test year. They they could spend nearly ten months away from home. Away from them, that's away from the kids. They're, yeah, of course so, you're going to have the family with you. Exactly. It's, it was it's just an app. I can't even. I, I don't understand why we're even talking about because it because it's because people oh, in the media just people. But yeah, yeah, and, and, and they're looking to blame yeah, and they're looking to extrapolate make, piss people off. Mm. So people are like, yeah, yeah, and they have these arguments and it's just. No, it was. It's, it's the ridiculous. typical media just trying to piss people off to get people to listen, mm. and I don't like it. I don't respect it. No, it's definitely not rateable. So, but yeah, so I thought that was a joke. I also thought I couldn't believe this going into that fourth test. What was the mindset mm. behind picking Sean Marsh ahead of Mitchell Marsh? If they oh. listened to bloody Stuart McGill. If that was, <laughs> if we might have to change the name of the show to the I Hate Stuart McGill well, show. Well, I just don't understand why you would go. All right, yeah, Sean Marsh has had unheralded success. If you're going to drop someone for Sean Marsh, it should have been Voges. Yeah, if it was going to be anyone, you take Voges. I can't believe, like when they when they put it, it was like a bowler. You're taking a bowler. What? Where are they bowling with? Four? Of the, yeah, and, and three three pace bowlers and, a and fucking, no stock bowler. No stock bowler. What all the, the, what's going all on? All express bowlers. So that's why Hazelwood's had to be the like, stock bowler. Which he just isn't. He's not. A, he's too big. He's too. It's. It's it, too it much never on his made body. Any sense. Stock bowler is the kind of the guy. So you got a guy like like a Mitchell Johnson who will go, dude. Bowl four overs of the fastest. Yeah. Because bo- bowling is hard, man. You can't just do it. Uh, like especially fast bowling. They always say it hurts. So to to say to a bloke, mate, give me twenty four balls of the hardest of what you got. You now you've got what four bowlers in a team. That's twelve. If you've got three guys that are like that. That's only 12 overs, and you have to keep rotating. They're going to be knackered after five days. You've got to have a guy that can bowl kind of Pace. just a bit, bit, not as fast, not as express, but hit a good spot and tie down an end, or you know, if he's able to swing it, if he's able to get seam, if he's able to do something. That's what a stock bowler is. That's what Ryan Harris would have been yep. if he had played in this series. So he can take, he can do a lot of the workload and let the, sort of like in the Tour de France, how there's the... There's the riders that'll do the workload for the, for the, the actual race. Yeah, Lance Armstrong, oh, that's a bad example. But your Cadell Evans, of the leader of the group, who's meant to be, you know, we got to support him and then let him go and win it for our team. So that's yeah. that's kind of like what we, we mean by a stock bowler. And Mitchell Marsh, because he's an all rounder, would have fit that role perfectly. In fact, yeah, I mean, his, in the one test or the 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 two t- the first test he played in this series where he played Shane Watson, his bowling was tremendous. He was bowling the, the kind of bowling that would have done us very well in this test, and we got rid of him. For Sean Marsh, for his brother, what, like, stuck the ball, the batting. What did he get? Yeah, zero and two. Yeah, but he was like, always, yeah. you know, that's one of my mates on Facebook because we were, like there was a big uh, messenger group chat that was going on with like just what what the fuck is going on when the collapse happened. Mm. And one of my mates was like, "Oh, good, Sean Marsh is coming in. I'm sure, I'm sure he won't nick it because <laughs> like, Sean Marsh is notorious nick. He goes so hard at the ball. He does. He's, yeah. he's, that's when, I mean, hard. when they're playing, and I've said that Sean Marsh has a good technique. Yeah, in I, the yeah. part when he's in form and when he when he has got his iron, he is great. Like, he can play some tremendous mm. shots. Same way with Shane Watson, yep. but." It's, that's it. It's the start of these guys' innings. They don't know how to build an innings because they just come out. They're just trying to go to the end of the book. Then the last page of the book isn't going to be good unless you know the rest of the book. You read the last page of a book first. You're a dickhead. You know, and that's people that do that. Yeah. Why would you do that? Exactly. But that's what these guys. They're coming out and they're trying to, you know, play shots that they would, should be playing when their eyes in. Mm. They're playing it when they're fucking five off ten, yeah. and you're like, dude, what are you doing? You don't need to play that shot. I think the problem was is that even when they tried to lock themselves down, then 
you know, Neville leaves five and gets knocked over by the. You know, but that's the that's why that ball was tremendous. Yeah, that wasn't was. just that. That wasn't was. just the result of one good ball. That was a plan that Finn oh, had. And it that, was. It, to it me, that's was. that's test bowling. That's what mm. McGrath used to do. Mm. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, you watch highlights of people. It's not the same as watching them bowl a spell because you can watch how they manipulate the batsman's thoughts and yeah. and get him to do things. And that's the shit. That's why we watch it. I just can't believe they didn't try and bat out of their crease. Yeah. That to me, like me and my dad were sitting there, like, why don't they just take two steps out of their crease? I don't understand. It's not a yeah, new it idea. Yeah, it is a new. Or, it's not a new idea, well, but no one, yeah. but no one even in the media's brought it up. Like all these experts and analysts and ex-test cricketers that are great, none of them thought to go, "Hey, boys, why don't you just take a few steps outside the crease and uh, that might help." Hmm. And then just just get your eye in, and then you will be able to fucking play. You'll know the swing. You'll know. That's that. Whatever. <laughs> so it worked you up. Yeah, I'm, I'm pissed off now. No, nah, I'm not. Um, so yeah, Sean Marsh. Just I didn't get that. Uh, mainly Australian is to just find some roles for their players. I think I think they need to be given specific roles. Mm. I think there needs to like a David Warner. You go all right, mate. You are a strike weapon batsman, so that's fine. Um, Steve Smith, you're not. You're not like a. We don't want you to play the David Warner role, so you need to build in innings. Yeah, um, and he can show us that he, he can. Yeah, he and that's but give the them definitive roles, you know. Mm. And then when you're training, say Steve, it's one for four. So and so's bowling. Face this over. What would you do? Bang, and then just go yeah, on the machine. Cool. I wonder if they do that. I'm, I'm sure. sure they do. Hopefully they do. God like damn game, it, that games. Is. Yeah, game, game strategy. strategy yeah. You've got three slips of gully. You know, play to this. That that's that's what they should. I'm sure they do. No, they better be. But um, otherwise, I, th- I think you just got. But a I job. think yeah. But I know that's what I mean. I, they, they need to have. They need to find specific roles, and they need to do that not just with the starting team they've got at the moment, but they need to let the guys on the cusp know that hey, this is you're on the cusp of the Australian cricket team. This will be your role if you come in. Hmm. Oh well, it's not as if you see you know Billy Slater in the forward pack. No, you know, it's you've got a position you need to play it. Yeah, um, and there are plenty. It looks as if Australia A are doing extremely well at the mm. moment in India. I mean, Kawaja is topping them. Maxwell's playing well. You know, I know these are guys. I know you know we both don't rate Maxwell with the greatest regard. But you know, if if the stats are the stats, if this is you know where we're trying to bleed these see, boys I, through, but that's what I would like to see is we judge more on the conditions. Like mm. it's blatantly clear a guy like Maxwell as well would probably struggle in. In England, I think most Australians would. Yeah, I don't think they, because in Australia the ball comes on to well, the bat. Saying, and it's easy to bat. They're saying now. I think Clarkie came out and said that they should be trying to um, make pitches in Australia to help with us. They did it with you know to help in the English conditions. We did it with England uh, with India and you know built spin into into us so that we could learn how to combat that. We don't get enough exposure to the lateral ball. We don't get enough exposure to English conditions, which yeah. is what causes this to occur. And and the, these days we're looking at, you know, whitewashes. But in, I still think are. yeah, I agree. You know with you. I, mean? like I do agree. The pitches and the and what so some of the stuff I saw to try and mitigate this sort of issue is you know does the team that's that's you know coming you know coming on tour do they bring their own ball is that what helps like to combat this advantage because it's clearly no, an they advantage can't do that. they have to play with they have to play with the Duke over oh, there. says who they, no they have to it's in the rules that's like we well, yeah. have to play with Cookbar here but that's what I'm saying why not change like who says Can well because we you're gonna have convention because you're gonna have Australia going well we want to play with Cookbar. yeah but this is what I'm just saying it's just an option it's oh, just yeah. an idea if you if you were to swap it. Maybe that's a way of combating such an advantage because at the moment, if you, were England, if you were England, would you want to swap it? Yeah, if it meant that I got to bowl with the uh, with the Duke and, and uh, you know at the Wacker, yeah, 
I'd give it a go. So what do you mean? Like, so we're going to use the kookaburra over in England, and yeah. they're going to use the jew here. Well, I'm saying it's just an it's just oh an yeah, idea. yeah. But I mean, it could be the difference between you know such that event. I mean, that's a what? It's a three one. It's a five. I'd nil. rather. Yeah. It's probably four one. And this is look. I don't think it'll happen. Obviously, no, I don't I, want it to happen. I love the tradition cool of, of the Duke and that. But you know, it's it's it could be something because at the moment we're finding that pitchers or t- t- touring teams are finding it increasingly more difficult to win outside of their own country. Yeah, and I know Australia beat in South Africa, but they're pretty much Australia with their wickets. Yeah. So it's you know with the, with England struggle over here. Everyone struggles on the subcontinent. India struggle over here or some of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's going to change. Huge advantage. We want it to be a contest, or else the crowds aren't going to enjoy it. Exactly right. You know, the Windies are going to come out here this year, and we're going to thrash them. Hmm. We're going to put them to the sword, and then then we'll we'll play the Kiwis, and we'll hopefully have a decent run there. That'll be that should be that should be a good series. But the one against the the Windies, we're just going to top them, and it's that's you know, and uh, I mean, you know, we'll see. That, That means to be seen. But See, I prefer. I, I I know what you're saying, but and, and I, to a to a degree, I don't think the bowling thing will ever happen. The ball thing. No, neither. But, but it's, I do. Yeah. I think yeah. If we if our curators tried to sort of give a bit more variety and mix it up. But again, if you're looking to improve, you're better to reflect internally than blame externally. I think Australia, oh, yeah. like whether it's or not we have different conditions, uh, you can blame conditions all you want. But Australia should be looking to improve. Their batting should be looking to improve their techniques. Well, the they, way that you they, do that is by building pitches that, that would replicate. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's I, how, I get what you're yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, but you can still, you can still, oh, you, you can, can still, still make it properly happen. on hard wickets. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like yeah. they can get away with. Like, well, it's like as you get older, your posture and everything gets shitter because you're yeah. lazier. And you're I think <laughs> I saw. I think Jimmy Anderson came out this week and said it's pretty simple these days. Australia come over here and they nick it or whatever he said, and we go <laughs> over there and we get bumped out. And that's about it. Like that's yeah. what it's come to. We 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 can't play the lateral ball. They can't play the bounce. Like yeah. it's that's that's as simple. And when and you boil it down shit. to it, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And, but uh, and it does it. It gives us a huge advantage, but it also gives them the huge. But advantage. to me, it's, it's like, like, what well, do we do about that? Well, obviously, then guys, you've both been given what you need to work on. It yeah. Seems why are like you doing you it? Don't. Yeah. It just seems it. like you it's don't. Like, but I'm good at this. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm be, just gonna keep it. It's like a guy like fucking. Playing a PlayStation game on super easy and just sitting there winning like a hundred nil. Yeah, and then and playing like, another game, and be like, "Oh, I suck at I'm this." I'm the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing, but I'm it good like, at this yeah, one. I I'm beat like, Namibia yeah. and trying to yeah. but I can't beat yeah, New Zealand. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, so I agree, man. It's yeah. it's it's that's that's what they do have to fix. But I still think that shouldn't be the Australian mindset when they're looking back on this series. It shouldn't be, yeah. oh, it's because of the conditions. Oh, God, no. If no, you're no, thinking no. like that, you're never going to improve. No, you've got to... You've got the first to... Ex- the first step is accepting responsibility. Yeah, and... It, and, and ref- look, and we've got a we've got a captain that did that. Yeah, he that's... Took, he took it I and I he wish said, he didn't retire straight up. I know you do, I know. But I... Because I, I, I think... Yeah, I think now we're in that rebuilding phase again where it was like... It was oh, rough for a bit there, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. We've basically talked about the things that I wanted to talk about. I've talked about Hazelwood... Yeah, the stock bowler. I mean, he's not the stock bowler, so I don't know who that would be, though. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, because we seem to be breeding a whole lot of strike bowlers in Australia. You, you know, you've got mm. Bird and whatnot. But and even like a guy like that Mark Wood that England had. Oh, I, I didn't rate him. Yeah, I didn't rate him that I, much. Remember, like, Whenever remember, like Matthew Hoggart. Yeah, like, Hog- Hoggart was. He was like a. He was like an old uncle Fester. He was like an. 
a stock bowler that was also an opening bowler. He was like, closer to Stokes in that like Yeah, that, that see, role. Stokes, we need a... But that's what Mitchell Marsh I bloody well called that. When they took yeah. Stokes out of the one-day side... That's dumb. ...was just like... He's I remember sitting there and being player. like, what is England doing? Do He's they not want player. to win this yeah. anything? Yeah. And they got knocked out in the bloody pools. It was like... He's probably not as good a bowler. He reminds me... Is, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm not the only <coughs> one that he reminds of Flintoff, but... Oh, of course. Yeah. But he's not as good a bowler as no. Flintoff. But I reckon he's a better batsman. Mm. I honestly do. I think Flintoff could sometimes get found out with his technique. He didn't have much he's just work. just a big boy. But he could smack the shit out. <laughs> exactly. He was <laughs> more like a... Yeah, yeah. To do. If he hit the middle, I think in- stayed here. England... For, let's, let's, let's stop talking about the Australians. It's depressing. Yeah. England, I'm so stoked that... Uh. Uh, but I'm so happy <laughs> that, um, that the, the guys who did prove themselves in the 5-0... Mm. then have continued their success in other series and then rebounded and stuck it to the Australians again, you know, and they got to, because I always like seeing a guy who steps up in a losing team. I always love seeing that. That's the point. They want to get a century. And yeah, exactly. In Australia. And I thought, yeah, Root kind of, Root Root struggled with the bounce in Australia. He always does. But he's, he's another one. Yeah. He's, he probably would struggle. Mm. For me, I'm still like I still think he did awesome. Oh, right? I God, rated his innings, well. but God, he played well. I'd like to see him then come to Australia and have success. He did he make? No, he didn't. No, did he? he didn't make any runs. I think Cook has proven he's grown as a captain. I know you don't like Cook. It's but- not that I like. I just I have a thing about English captains since bloody Michael Vaughan and Trescothic and. Just, it's just, I didn't just like Scott, 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 he yeah. just, he just, he wasn't captain. I no, no, he was Michael Vaughan just had such Michael an insipid Vaughan. look about him. Just, yeah. uh, English. He's like, fuck <laughs> off. I actually kind of don't mind Michael Oh, I don't mind him now that he's a commentator. I don't mind him. But when he was a captain, he always, there was such a surly look on his face. I don't like. Uh, I, don't, I don't, see, I, I actually don't mind a few of them. Oh, there's plenty of them that I don't mind. Uh, uh, I'll uh, start with Bumble, uh, Bumbles. Uh, Love, yeah, Bumble, love, yeah. love me some Bumbles. I love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you know, why do they got the, 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 the hydroponics? Uh, <laughs> what do you, oh, you wouldn't believe me, okay, Darby, but I use it for my rhubarb. <laughs> I lost it. I literally lost it. I was sitting on the couch like in fits of laughter. You wouldn't he's believe funny. it, Mark. Okay. I use it for me rhubarb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it was so funny. It just was. It's the way he talks. He's such a good accent. I don't really like, I don't really like both. Him that much. Nah, I can't stand him. Oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, welcome back to people Alex and Luke don't like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be a good show. Yeah, that's hey, funny. Bus driver on the 555. Five, you, five. you think I've got a lot of notes for cricket? You should, <laughs> if you want to start that show, you'd see some like. Uh, I was talking about people we did like anyway, because Luke was saying he didn't like Michael Vaughan. I like Michael Vaughan. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I just didn't enjoy his captaincy. I thought his captaincy was rubbish. Oh, look, yeah, but that's because. But again, I think that's because of all the pressure that that they have. Like, it's yeah, such well, look at the only uh, thing that look. most Australians really don't like about English cricket is the the uppity elitist kind of. That's kind of what most people don't like about one, English anything. Yeah, <laughs> thing I forget about is. The crowd, like the impact of the crowd. Yeah. And there were things that like... The crowds the crowds are sick. Oh, their crowds are, but our crowds are just like straight up offensive. Like yeah. some of the stuff, like when, when I think it was, was it Fit? No, Wood. Wood got that catch and it would turn out to be a no ball. Mm. And it was just no ball. And like, I can't remember if it was someone on the threads um, or on the commentary, but it must have been someone on the thread. It was like, if he'd have gone back to, you know, back down to you know, the bottom of the, yeah, the SVG, the crowd would have 
killed him. He would have been eaten alive by the crowd. And just that demoralizing. And then, but not having that in England, obviously, you're getting the support. That changes and shifts your mindset. Yeah, I'd love to know how bad. Like, I've been in crowds. I've never heard anything that I thought would be like, oh, if I was out there, that'd break me. Oh. I've never heard, and the worst thing I've, the, the worst sledging I've ever heard from a crowd to a player, I mean, and, and surely this would be the case on most occasions, is at club games. Yeah. It's down at park footy. I remember Quade Cooper getting kicked off playing for Souths. He got, um, he got yellow carded playing for Souths Prems against East. Mm. And at East, at Bottomley Park, the stands oh, yeah. are literally two metres from the, the sideline. Like not, I'm I'm talking like the touch line, not the barrier, the touch line. Mm. So you're basically on the field. When Quaid got Simbin, he had to sit in a chair in those two meters back to the crowd. Like <laughs> literally, to the, you'd walk past, and nearly bump his head with your chips. Uh. <laughs> and he's sitting there, and everyone, and they're, I mean, it's a park footy, so most of it's probably two hundred, three hundred people there, but they were all sitting right behind him and just feeding him. So hard. Like, I'd never heard. But even then, it wasn't like, oh, that's that's overstepping a mark. None of the comments were. I can't. Even, I can't remember. You know me. I love some sledging. But that's what I mean. There's to me the 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 amount of people doesn't necessarily mean it's unbearable. Yeah. If someone was really like saying some stuff like you know, oh, I'm not about like, saying not about, about his mother or yeah, something like that. You'd be like, offensive stuff. What are you doing? But like even the same as like on field sledging, it doesn't have to be offensive to nah, get shit, No, it's more about crack can do the same thing, baby. Crack yeah. can do the same that's, thing. That's right. That's right. And I found that that was the one. You know that that's a, that has an impact on the game. Yeah, and that type of stuff. And and uh, you know they'll find when they get back over here. Do you think that the Australian public is going to let them? You know we're going to sit back and go, oh yeah, you. Do beat us three four one, or are they going to heap the shit on them? Well, I think, I think I'd, if them I was an English player and someone tried to rip shit on me, I'd just be like, "How'd you get last series?" <laughs> that's what I guess now it'd be like, and that's what I'd, 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 I just think if if a, if a professional sportsman is really getting caught up in the actions of a um, someone pundit, yeah, and it'd yeah. be like you know I've worked in debt collecting. If I blew up and abused the person on the other end of the phone like they were abusing me, I wouldn't be very professional at my job, would I? No. So that's, I think, and this is what I mean, like a part of their job isn't that, you know, they've got to hold a a door open for an old lady at the park or, you know, out in public. No, their job is to go and perform on a sporting field. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately in sport, people are at the tip of the, their emotions and they might fucking give you some abuse. Now, of course, we've got to set a line about what, is, what you can say and well, yeah, what, what, and let's be honest about it. Technically, it's illegal now. Mm. It is illegal to abuse someone to a point mm. verbally. Back in the back in the day, that wasn't the case. Now we live in an age where that's the case now. Mm. So we just got to be honest about it and go, okay, you step over this line, you're out. But you can't just then say, but the act of, of like saying something negative against someone is is the exact same. Mm. That doesn't make sense. No, I'm with Anyways, you, man. I'm with we've you. Kind of, we've kind of gone off the point. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. So uh, what? We've got what? One more to go. We've got the fifth test. <sighs> at um, where's the fifth test being played? Nothing's at stake. No, well, it's, are you gone. kidding me? <laughs> pride. There's everything at stake still. Our pride is at stake. I mean, let's put it this way: if Australia go out and perform and, and lose this test like they have the last two, oh, we're, well, we're done. That's a right. But what actually would happen? That's what I mean. Like, oh, that, what would happen? I don't think because much. at this point we don't have. You know, for all the oh, Australia's it's cricket's got so much depth. Oh, no. so, you know, who's knocking on the door? 
Like, oh, Glenn Maxwell? Like, oh, yeah, Glenn Maxwell's going to come in and bring that stability we need. Mm. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, that's fucking laughable. Mm. But I say everything's at stake. I mean... Look, it, nothing is at stake, but everything's at stake. At this stage, it's saving face. Mm. We're, we're, and on top of that, we're trying to think about what we're going to do with the team come, you know, continuing on. Steve Smith's going to have to step up and become the captain. So he's now looking for his team. What does he want out of his team? You know, what can he salvage out of this situation? A cook would have been going through the same thing after 5-0. He had to do it for two games. So, I mean, like, you know, you've got to try and get the positives that you possibly can. And yeah. even then, he couldn't do it. Yeah. And their team just what needs to, to get What smacked. needs to come out of this game is one of the top four from the Australians oh, God, needs to make a, a century innings, and it needs to not be... Yeah, slap um, happy. It's got to, you've it, got yeah, to, it it's got to be slap happy. That's a good way to put yeah. it. I, I get sick of seeing the Australian batsmen. You know, when Root, even when Root was on bloody forty, you were like, "Man, Root's going to make century." Mm. Our batsmen can be in the ninth, uh, in the eighties or nineties, and you're like, "Fuck, this dude's going to get out next ball," because they just they te- they don't look secure in their techniques. Yeah, well, and like I mentioned last week, if you look, if you don't look secure in your technique, the bowler, even if you just got carded for two boundaries in a row, if they're edgy and they're you're playing in the air. He's going to feel great and feel and be charging in next ball, as opposed to if you leave it confidently and look him like dead set in the eyes and sure. you know, scratch out your mark again. You look that. confident. I knew where you were going with that. They will, they'll run, they'll go back to their mark and go, "Fuck, am I ever going to get this guy out?" Mm. And that's what you want. You can beat a guy mentally. Warner used to do it all oh the time. God. They would have had PTSD over that man. Yeah. Anyway, Sad, my saddest saddest moment out of all of this for me is that Chris Rogers finally got himself a duck. duck. Yeah, that was disappointing. He went the f- he is now holds the record for the longest uh, test career without a duck. And if he'd have finished off the the next game, which is his retirement game, if he'd have gone through the next two Is he retiring by- too? Yeah, he's retiring. Yeah, he's I done. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's retiring. Rogers too. Yeah, so when R- well, Ricky Pot- well first of all, yeah, that'll be the end of it. He he would have if he'd have not got a one duck, he would have got his entire career been the only person to, to go his entire career without a duck. Oh. Now, I know, right? And then there were three to go, and the worst bit was was that that first ball where it knocked off his feet and there was leg buys. So, like, he just missed the bat and went for four. And then, like, two balls later, he got bowled. Uh, uh, sneak behind, sorry. The business we call that retirement. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say about Chris Rogers? Yes, Ricky Ponting came out and said, oh, you know, like, again, media bash up. But he said eight eight of them, you know, well, chances are eight will lose their spots, you know, in, in the in the entire team, you know, in the, in the 18-man squad or whatever. And to go, whoa, that's a lot of people. But then you think about it, you've got Clarkie, you've got Rogers. You've got water. You've Haddon. got Haddon. You've got and then and then they were like, oh, well, who else? He went, uh, a comment and stopped talking and like you know it was like oh you know, <laughs> but like you know when you think about it, eight seems like a lot, but then already four, maybe five are at the end of their tether anyway. So it's now a case of well, who do you go out? Well, let's tr- let's us try and figure it out now. Well, you know, I guess you could say Peter Siddle is probably another one. In the team, um, that probably won't find himself back in there. Rhino was another one. You know, mm. he's finished as well, and that's already six. So, like, you know, you're going to find that there's going to be people that'll move out, but that's because it's just it's just the old guard. It's we're we're getting to the point now where we've had our fun. Do you think that they'll play Sean Marsh again in this last? Oh, test? I think they have to. Well, that's what I mean. Like, how can he? Have so to. what? They brought Mitch Marsh in for t- and then Dude. dropped him, and then brought. I don't understand their thinking. Yeah, it's weird. That's, I was it's just thinking reason. then, I was like, because you'd have to say Sean Marsh, but what, you're going to give him one test, yeah. and, and, and a pretty tough, like, again, oh. like I've said a lot of times on this podcast, pretty easy to look shit in a team that's bowled out for 60. Yeah. You know? Easy like, to do. I, I just think it's, it's their mindset is, is 
all over the shop. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you think about it, put it this way. They're like a, this time they're cutting and pasting. What did we do with, when we won 5-0? I don't yeah. think we changed a no. single spot. No, that's right. We did 11 but Sometimes you can't times. stop forcing. I know, I know, right. I know, I know, of course. Yeah. But, and of course things happen, but I mean, like... But then you've got to have If reasons. stability is... Is, 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 you know, if you wanted any example of stability, you just have to look to the last time we did the Ashes. Mm. And like, go like maybe a bit of consistency. I know that like things like Watto, you had to change. You mm. had to give the man the break. But then you let Marsh play the four. I don't oh, yeah. understand why yeah. you would take him for his brother. If you're going to move anyone, you'd need another bowler. If you've got Watto in the team, sure, you can take out Marsh for Mar- like for Sean. Fine. Because you've still got that bowler. That but at least can have, pitch it up. only yeah. have four... Well, Oh, um, four bowlers four was just frontline bowlers was not smart. And one's especially blind, when you had like, two all rounders, like quality all rounders, off the field. Off the field, who like, could have done the job? Really I'd take. It. I would have taken Watto over Marsh over Sean. Oh, absolutely! I, I would have taken Shane Watson over Sean. It doesn't Marsh. make any sense why no. they were. And if they were going to pick Siddle in any of the games it in the last that in twelve months, yeah. it was the Trent Bridge game where yeah. the ball seems where we know that that's what happens. So it it, and it just made no sense yeah. to do what they were doing. And yeah, sure, I would. I probably wouldn't have picked Sids, but no. if you were gonna, this was, is the time to do it. Yeah. I, well, they might even pick him for this last one. Oh, give him a swan song. But see, that's, and that's but that's not the point. I don't and want that's to what I mean. That. There's no, yeah, there's no, there's no structure. You know, the, what, did, what did Clarkie say? The, uh, the game doesn't owe me anything, and the game doesn't owe you shit. It's yeah. your job to get out there and continue to work for it and be the best you can and be the best of the, you know in the team. Mm-hmm. Look at the, the I, I have to look at the Australian side against the Kiwis over the weekend. That was the best squad or the best team that they could have put on the park. They needed Horwell and Pocock on the field at the same time to at the break. Hooper, sorry, Hooper and, and Pocock on the field at the same time. And that worked because they're the two best damn players you can have. Yeah. And that's what the Australian needs to do as well. I understand your point. Let's let's talk a little bit let's talk a little bit of rugby because we're excited about that. And that oh. might also that almost also might lead us to a segue of our future plans Tender for our for our few listeners out there. Mm-hmm. So Rugby World Cup's coming up. We're looking at to do a uh, a one off well at this stage it's only a one off Rugby World Cup special. That's right. We'll keep um, you up to date with that one. We'll do it at some point during the World Cup. Yeah. So talking about the Wallabies been the other night, um, yeah, I agree. Pocock Cooper is all right. But what you've got to counter then is that you've only got two line-out jumpers. Yeah. Fadi isn't a renowned... That's why we struggled yep. in the line-out the other Oh, we night. did struggle in the line-out. We lost Absolutely. the line-out a lot. Absolutely. And that's because Fadi isn't a renowned line-out jumper. So if you're going to play six and seven, you probably need... Uh, pardon me. If you're going to play Hooper and Pocock, Pocock, you're probably going to need to put someone like Higgers... Mm. In at six, yeah, because right he can, that. yeah, me too. <laughs> but but they never seem to do that. No, I don't know. Fardy, it was a beautiful play, Gitto and Drew Mitchell. I've, play. I, I've been very highly. I've gone. been critical of the of the. Oh, let's Matt Gitto is going to save the day parade that we've had since. No, he's come back. you don't but, have to do that. But but I saw his value the other night. He brings a, a calmness. To a backline that's been so you know full of oh. talent. Don't like the, it, the, all of these backlines full it, of talent. Star stuff. But they, but they're so panicked. They can't. Yep. They, it's like they can't play under pressure. Well, it's more that like I feel like they're they're not again. They're not sure of what their roles are. Easy was being uh, once you've got. It's like GI. You know, like when he when he when he slots into and he goes, "This is my role. I am know what I'm doing." Yeah, he can own it. When you've got people like Drew, when because you're not thinking about. The guy next to you. Thinking mm. about your game. Mm. So you've got Drew Mitchell, you've got Guido, you've got Izzy, you've got Ashley Adam Cooper. You know, like these guys know how to play footy and they bloody well did a, a great job. They played really well. They played really well. I so thought the only the only thing I'd say about the Australian team the other night is their halves 
played yeah, we terribly. Did. There was a lot of drop ball. What was with those passes? Phipps, man. Oh my god. To me, like to me, oh. I've, I've I've never been a big fan of Nick Phipps. No, it was and and not like I admire that Bernard Foley. He's a he's I a like tryout. I, I, yeah, but I wouldn't have him my starting ten. But who would you have? Oh, Matt Tamov, no question. Yeah, bro. Right, good he's point. the best to me. He's the best ten and probably the second best twelve in the country. Mm. So, I mean, I, I admire like what like Foley is a tryer. You can tell he and same with Phipps. But Phipps is also, I mean, you can't have a halfback who picks the ball up without any call or anything. He, yeah. you saw, you saw him play that. I mean, he, how many yeah. he threw, God, three he threw three passes, passes nearly the dead. Like, the first one, doing? they were like, "Oh, you can see him call out gits when he throws it." I mean, I'm no rugby expert, but any game of, I've watched or played a part of rugby, the five eight or the first receiver calls for the ball. Yep. The halfback doesn't while he's pa- after he's passed it gone. So Oi! <laughs> yeah. That's never a way. Yeah, that's never a way to work. Yeah, no, so I think Nick Phipps has got to get a slap on the wrist and go, mate. You're off for a while. You know, tighten up your sort yourself out, your but. communication really. Yeah. But as well, I think Bernard Foley, his kicking. I don't like his kicking style. I yeah. mean, it's, to me, it's a style that leaves him very susceptible to charge down. Um, mm. Like stupidly susceptible to a charge down. Yeah. Um, I. But I and I think I heard Matt Burke, and I was super. I hate the commentary teams, especially on Channel Ten. Yeah. I really, really can't watch the rugby commentary team. Oh, Nathan Sharp, Gordon Bray, oh, terrible. But Matt Burke can't be as bad as John Eels. I, ne- nah, I could, man, I Nathan Sharp. Nathan Sharp is oh he God. is he is really hard to listen to. He can't string a sentence together. I'm confident you would be do a better Sharpie. job, man. I'd just love to say to, to Sharpie, hey, mate, look. You're a good footy player. No one expects you to be super smart. Don't stumble over a sentence for 10 seconds trying to look for a big word so you sound intellectual. Mm. Just say what you're going to say, mate. I felt to me, it kind of seems oh. like he swears a lot. Because, oh, you know, yeah. that's, it. that's usually yeah, when someone's yeah. like, oh, and, f-, you know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. going to swear and they're that's trying to That's my think. problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I thought I thought the the the, the, the halves were, were ordinary. And, yeah, that's right, Matt Burke. What Matt Burke said was completely spot on. The Australians the other night were fine. But they struggled, and this is de- straight down to the halves, is they struggled to know when to play deep and when to play flat. And that was completely right. Yeah. The amount of times they yeah. were playing too deep and not running onto it yeah. and losing 15 oh metres. Oh, my God. It, yeah, that was and then, and then they'd play it flat, still not run onto it, and get smashed and still not make. They were never. They were rarely making the advantage line. So they've got to firstly run onto the ball, and then their halves need to identify when is it time to play deep and when is it time it to play. It doesn't play. hurt having Israel Folau in your team. Oh mate, he's he's, he's awesome. He's just there's no doubt. God, I'm so anyway, glad he went to went to rugby. Just saying. Yeah, me too. I love oh rugby god. So much. Anyway, yeah, getting back, but that's what we're going to be looking at doing. Yep. Come rugby world cup. We're looking time. to do Check it. out for the sporting woods boys because we'll be raging. We'll do it as a special of Sporting Woods. So Absolutely. It's not like people will have to download a new podcast. No, it'll be the same podcast. We'll just Sporting Woods. We'll bust your nut and we'll put it on. It's just a special rugby present. Yeah, a yeah, little, little surprise it. for yourself. And we love so it. So we'll chuck it up on, on the Reddits again. Shout out to Reddit again. You guys are good. Killing it. Robbo should get back on the show. He, he was sitting there. I would love Robbo. Because I was sitting the there show. talking to him about it the other night. Robo's just so like he, he chooses his words so well, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do a rugby. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that. <laughs> and he's like so quiet and like, but what he talks about, like even about cricket, I had a chat about cricket. Surely he'd be a good cricket one, dude. He's like he captain. Robo was the first. Yeah, yeah Robo was the first captain. Surely he would have valid opinion. And like he's such a quiet mannered dude. Robo was oh. a cricketer, dude. I'll never yeah. forget the first time I played cricket with Robo. He was obviously like the best player in our team. And he got out for a golden duck. Like he was our opening bowler and batted at three. That's how good he was. 
So he bowled first and then batted first. Nice, drop. yeah. And um, and he went out and got out first ball, but he got out to the most fluky catch. Like oh. it was an instinct, like in a gully or something. Instinct just stuck so in the bloke's hand. hand. Yeah. And I mean, this was like a 10, 11 year old kid or something. Oh, maybe, actually, no, it was grade eight, so he'd been thirteen. Or whatever. Thirteen, yeah, still. But he got out to a lucky catch off the first ball in his first game at his new school, and he had pressure on him because everyone knew he was good. And he, and he walked off. He didn't spit the dummy at all. He packed up his gear and said, "Geez, that was a great catch." And you know, that's fucking cricket. You know, that's you know, the people say that's not cricket or whatever. That's cricket, dude. Yeah. You know, sitting there and you. you you love the you want to win, but you love the, the game. game more than you know, almost more than wanting to win. Yeah, I think that that's what also what we've got as well is that like, I, and I do it with rugby as well. Sure, I have my teams. Sure, I have a. Yeah. I love the sports. Well, I love the sport. It just it's I the, love the whole. I love rugby union, man. I haven't yeah. stopped watching it because Australia hasn't won the last decade. Do you know why? Because any time Australia, um, New Zealand goes to South Africa and plays South Africa. And the South Africans rise for the occasion, yeah. and their fans are going ballistic, and the Kiwis are just feeding it back to them, and it's all that ole ole while the harkers going yeah. on, and the Ellis Park's just buzzing, and yeah. I'll watch that man. Like yeah. I don't care if my team's not doing well; they'll come back, and it'll be great when they do. Yeah. But I just love the sport, and pe- more people need to realize why they go to the games, not to cheer on. Oh, I love this player. Oh, I love this player, and they're you know. I want to fucking know yeah. what who's their girlfriend Get and what they do on the weekend. Him. And not, I don't Fuck care that. about them. People I don't the care sport, about bitch. the people. Yeah, jump, kick. I really nah. don't care about them as people. I hope they're nice people and they have great lives. But I don't give a shit. Yeah. I care. I only care about how they play the game that I like. Yeah. To the people oh, yeah. listening, how are you? Tell us. Tell us your story. Yeah. We what's the know, deal? We want to know how you got interested. And what do you in like? sporting woods? Or in cricket. What do you like about our voices? What is it that makes you... <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, no, we don't... It's not about... No, I want to know why you're listening nah, to the cricket nah, nah. podcast. Wait, I think it's all about cricket? Do you dig cricket? Do you have a cricket club team in Chicago, Illinois? What's his sporting glories? Yes, that's right. Speaking of sporting, sporting glories... Sporting Oh, that's good. That's so sporting good. Sporting glory for Luke. That's ours, yeah. You be, oh, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll bring to the table my sporting glory this week is uh, my Touch Rugby League team uh, on Wednesday last week. We won the grand final uh, in the Macravat Wednesday comp uh, or men's division. That's a nice uh, We defeated the team that had gone undefeated through the entire of the season. Uh, and that's it, that's baby. That's it. it. ching a ling a Give it some of that. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, we won our we won our, uh, our our grand final, which we had no right to win because our best player, my, my housemate Dan, uh, was and this is by no means like he is the best player. Um, was injured, hurt his back, couldn't play. So mm, we're going into this game. Yeah, controversy. We're going into the game. It was Glenn McGrath rolling his ankle. Mm. It's like that level. So oh, goes on no back. back. So even to the point we had seven out of we had six players until about five minutes before the game. And then we got seven players. How many people do you know? Seven. Oh, fuck. So we just turned up then. We got no Dan mm. and going up against the team that had gone undefeated. And it was... Wow, that is a pretty pretty yeah, good win. Yeah, it was. It was bloody great. And then at the end of the game, I didn't know this about Touch Rugby League, that at the end of the game, if it's the grand final and you have to go on, they do two five-minute halves. 
After that, so you, you, had, you went at extra we time. We went at extra time. Oh. It was two all at extra at, oh, at, at full time. I'd won. already rolled my ankle. I'd completely nah. stuffed it up. So I was off for halfway through the halfway. Halfway. It was, so it what? You were six on seven too. Well, no, they had. We had one extra player turned up, so we had seven. We had no subs for half the last. Yeah, the but last you went off, game. didn't you? Yeah. So there was only seven. We had another guy turned up. So oh, we so had eight. 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 No, so then I got off. So the last half of the game, second half, the last half of the second half, we didn't have any subs. And it went to full time, then another five minutes, then another five minutes. And then after that, every two minutes, they'd take a player off the field. Oh, so it got to th- old school rules. Yeah, yeah it went three all at the, by the end of it because there was no, there was three players on three. Dodgeball. Yeah. And, uh, and where we scored uh, to win the game and we won, we won. The, that won would the have been so it was, and intense. I'm like, it was. And I'm on the sideline with my ankle just completely rooted. Like it was completely gone. And I'm there like with the oh, ice pack on it. And, uh, you know, Scott and I'm jumping up and down and I'm screaming from the... And there's a team that's playing on after us and they're like, yeah, what's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 4.30 on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We are the champions, my friend. It's <laughs> a bit like... But it was closer to like 9.30 on a Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> Luke's got a champagne bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Popping, popping bottles. Okay. Anyway, Mick so yeah, so that's, that's my sporting glory for, oh. for, for, for this week. Is my sporting glory. Is my... Uh, oh, God, I love that name so much. Mm. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, is is the TRL winning uh, Wednesday win this year for my team, the Juggernauts? Okay. Great job, great well job, done, Juggernauts! Yeah, Yay. big shout out to the guys. Thank you. All right, so we we still want people to send in some of their sporting glories. Yeah, we want to, we want to, we want to hear some some tales of victory. If you can, some comeback victories. Oh, that'd that's be what great. they're the, they're the ones that I want to hear. Could they potentially uh, record their their event and send it through to us? I that's, can make that happen. That so, sounds very, very technical. It, or is it though? Like if they just and this is just off the record. I have an audio file. I just cut and paste it into. Oh, that would be really, really cool if we could watch them and be like, "Hey guys, yeah. uh, here's my thing," and we could talk about it and be like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about." That's mean. But if oh, you true. go and listen to us on SoundCloud, you can actually pick a moment. Uh, if you want to respond to something we've specifically said, yeah. you can actually click that moment on the little track there and, and write comment. a comment underneath, and we can re- get back to you. Right on that spot, you may not dis- you may agree, you may disagree with uh, with oh, anything feed us. By all and feed us. We want feed it. Us. We want it because we will feed you back. Absolutely. You know, you're not getting off lightly. That's <laughs> as simple as that. Open forum. Well, if you leave a comment, we will address it. We'll at least yeah, address we'll talk what about you're it saying. We're one. not going to just true. be like, oh well. Yeah, no, no, we've got nothing to do. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did fuck all. Don't worry about it. Um, so we're props. We're going into the going into the fifth test and. Hopefully the Aussies can salvage some some pride, but uh, if not, I'll get some positives. Um, That's all not, I want. I just want some. Positives. England, you've won. You've taken back the Ashes. Congratulations, you deserved it. Well done. You were easily easily the better team. You know, like as an Australian supporter, I love Australia, but I love Test cricket maybe even more. So I was happy. Uh, I was just happy to see Test cricket beat One Day cricket. Yep. And in the fourth test, I'm going for Australia. But if they play like they did in the in the, Sorry, in the fifth test. Mm. If they play like they did in the fourth test, then they expect they should expect to lose, mm. and uh, they got a lot of work to do before the next series. Yeah, look, I would like to see us at least come back. I, I honestly, I would be it would be incredible. It'd be lovely for them to, to win. I don't know if I see it happening. I see it happening in four days. Um, oh, there'll be a result. Days. These neither there'll of these teams are. are a bat out a day kind of. Oh, yeah. England probably could. No, I don't. but even you get rid of root, you, you don't think you're going to get. Well, a day. that's true. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, you're looking at a result. You're looking at three or four days again. 
Um, it just depends on whether or not we can step up, if we can actually... I want it to be mentioned that we've done, what, how long a podcast about that fourth test, and once and not once have we mentioned the pitch, because if you're a cricket fan and oh, you're going to blame the pitch, unless it is like a piece of shit, like unless it's like some crumbly, mm. not prepared wicket, then complain about the pitch. But if you're complaining about a wicket because it's seeming too much or it's got grass on it, you're in the wrong game, mate. Yeah. So you're we're not going to complain. We're Australian cricket fans. We're not complaining about the pitch. Pitch was fine. It was an English wicket. It's what we should have expected. We just didn't play how you should. Somehow we didn't manage to. So we missed that memo. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All good. So we got next. We'll uh, we'll be in to wrap up the last test um, after the fifth test. Oh. And after that, um, yeah, look out for our rugby special. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks and, very um, much for that. Keep listening. Have a good one. Peace. Words and then make like a bye. <laughs> I, I, I rap with Was that what you did? That's, That's what you did. It. You pushed the button. See, producer. Yeah. What producer? <laughs> yeah, how last week we were talking about you running by a throat? Well, guess what? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, that's what I think of you. That is golden. That is tight.